happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to live stream. I'm not super energized today. I've got coffee. I'm not super energized because the vaccine makes you exhausted, dude. Yeah, it really does. Sorry, I was looking at another screen. I was really distracted there. I didn't realize we were live. How's everyone doing? Well, I asked you, do you want to go live? And you said yes. I was not talking to you whatsoever. <laughs> Headphones weren't on. Well, hello. I, that I guess that was uh, funny. Also, you were talking to someone else, but you said yes to them right as I asked, do you want to go live? That's hilarious. Um, so we're live now because I thought you were saying you wanted to go live. Uh, either way, while RK is on whatever work call this is that I assumed was us talking on the stream, I am going to say hello to the chat. I apologize in advance for my less amount of energy this morning because, y'all, I got the vaccine yesterday, then I came home from it, and I immediately took a nap, and then I woke up and did the rest of my day, which was only a few more hours, and then I fell asleep again, and then I slept for like nine hours, and now I'm still exhausted. I'm just really tired from this. It makes you tired and my my arm I feel like I've been lifting furniture with just one arm all day <laughs> so that's so what you're the not Marie Kondoing today like. uh probably I don't know actually I think that after the stream I'm going to take Chewie on a walk and listen to more of her book and then I'm gonna take a nap and then after that I feel like maybe I will do a little more Marie Kondoing today because um I've gotten rid of five bags worth of clothing beautiful so you're still in the discard phase still in the discard phase although I'm, I'm trying to organize as i discard things because it's like if i if i'm sorting through things to discard them i probably had to dump them all on the bed or the floor i just don't want to leave them there so i what i'm keeping i have been putting back in the drawers so, so do you feel like your your vibe because doesn't she explicitly say you should not or like you should not organize and discard at the same time? Doesn't she say that like you should strictly follow discard yeah. first oh, and then I mean, organize? That's what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I discarded like okay. So I've been doing clothes by category, which is another thing she recommends. So I've been doing like like yeah, the other day I did like shirts and pants and things like that, like basic clothes. So I did discard of all of that and then I organized it. Now today I'm going to do shoes and coats and I'm going to discard those and then organize them. Oh, that's so, beautiful. How many coats do you have? Too many because I this is my problem is I'm a hoarder because I don't I don't get rid of things when they're not functional anymore. So like I'll have coats from 10 years ago that have huge tears in them. But I'll be like I still like it, so I'm going to keep wearing it. Sort of when like it, your shirts that are all torn up that you're like, I only wear these when I don't want to do laundry. Yeah. Or I'm like, yeah, I'll wear this if the, I don't know, which you don't really have to wash coats that much. So there's not even really an excuse there. It's just me keeping it because I don't like to get rid of things. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer, so, we loved nothing yesterday. So I'm probably going to do more, more of that later today um, after I listen to more of her book and take a nap. And then I'm going to try to go through the mugs. I got to go through the books and the mugs. Those are going to be hard too. Because I love mugs, but I definitely have way too many. Are the um, 
Are the mugs going to be in the giveaway to wire category together? Yeah. I'll do both books and mugs. And well, actually, no, I probably, I will probably do a giveaway of books for people in the audience to enter because books you can send through media mail and they're cheaper to mugs are expensive to mail. Cause you also have to make sure they don't get destroyed in the mail. Like Printful did to you. Would yeah, you wash your brain? No, Printful. Look at this. I ordered, oh, I had no. to contact Printful about this. I ordered this mug. I didn't want to show it on the stream because I didn't want to discourage people from ordering the mugs because I think I am the only one that's had this problem so far. Yeah, mine, mine came fine. And, so it, but also I'm pretty sure if, if anyone does have any crack in their mug when it gets there, just let me know and I can contact Printful and get them to send you a new one. So don't worry about that at all. But yeah, I need to contact them because it came like this in the mail. Um, and so I don't want it to, it has like a big, a big, crack along the side and I want to make sure that the mug lasts. So I'm going to have to get a new one for that. Um, Amanda's mug arrived perfectly. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Normally mugs, I've done mug merch for a while and I've never, this is the, the only one that's been a problem. So that's I think it was, due. I think it's probably just been a, um, just a post, a post office error, just a error in shipping. I'm sure I can get a new one. Um, but yeah, so that's, but you know, if I'm packaging the mugs, I don't want to make a mistake and have someone's mug end up, uh, smashing in the mail. So I think what I'm going to do is, um, probably put mugs outside in the alleyway. I'll probably put them on like a table outside in the alleyway and post on next door for Chicago and be like, who wants free mugs? Are used mugs weird? I don't think so. Because like they're obviously washed. But yeah, I wouldn't give out a used a used mug that I had just drank out of. No, I understand that. <laughs> I understand the logic behind it. Like they have been clean, they have been washed. But I also was thinking to myself, would I get a used? Mug? I gave away my used silverware. Well, because my my mom got us a nice silverware set for Christmas, so we had our old silverware that we'd had for you know, that had been actually like what we had been just accumulating over the past, I don't know how many years. And so we, we put the nice silverware in and then we were going to get rid of all the old silverware. So I posted on next door and I was like, does anyone want a free set of all the silverware? And so and a lady who had just moved here was like, I just moved here and I, my, I don't have any silverware yet. And my daughter and I were having to share forks and I was like, you can have my silverware. And so then I gave it to her and she was very happy. I got distracted by the comments. I'm sorry for saying see no, midway through. I, like, gotta, I, I, understand. I gotta check the comments. I'm sorry about that, guys. I understand the logic. Like the thing is, you know, obviously you go over to someone's house for dinner. You didn't bring your own silverware. You didn't bring your own like glass. You're gonna you're gonna drink from their cups. You're gonna you're gonna eat their silverware, you're gonna eat off their plates. So I, I understand the logic behind like getting used uh cutlery or used shit for the kitchen isn't bad or isn't unhygienic it's just mentally i'm thinking to myself like use mugs in an alley when i grab one that's all it's a good question i don't know like i'm sure people would and i i wouldn't judge anyone for it i'm asking for myself personally just like run through the scenario i, I think i'd have to like do some mental exercises to prepare myself yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, like, I don't know. Chicago's a fairly clean city, and walking through the alleys is a thing that we regularly do. So Tyler and I will regularly, like, look through stuff people left out in the alley and be like, do we want this? Like, we found a, a, 
Yeah, we found an interesting little table that we brought in. Sometimes there's like to toys or uh, where is it? This this thing that I've been organizing my crafting tape with. This thing right here, we I found in the alleyway. You know, sometimes you find some good stuff there. So I don't think it's that that weird, but I mean, you just clean everything. I was listening to the new AIH3 Frenemies podcast with Trisha Paytas. And yeah. so she, she's engaged in Moses and she's obviously best friend to Ethan now. And she's she's got comfortable. Dude, you're cutting out. I don't know what is it, guys. In the, is it me or, or RK that's cutting out? It's one probably of us, me. One of I'll us is cutting out. Show her to my phone. Okay. Sorry about that. I'll check the chat while you're switching to your phone. Caffeinated Angel, I've been up since 520. Ooh, wow. That's early, dude. That's early. That's early. Also, wait, I, okay, so shout out to, uh, okay, I know Joseph's not here right now because he says he's got a plant tour today. Joseph, Joseph, okay, did you see my video that I posted where I was analyzing Rachel Hollis's TikTok where she's like, most people won't get up at 4 a.m. like I do. I don't. I didn't say this in the video because I didn't think of it, but I just thought of it now. I'm like, Joseph tells us every day that he gets up at 3 a.m. So, like, you're not any better than the rest of us who are getting up at 4 a.m. Joseph gets up at 3 a.m. every day, dude. Maybe Joseph deserves to be as rich as you. How about that? Um, oh, nitro cold brew coffee, dude. That sounds so good. Um, stop picking your nose says I didn't clean a darn thing. I'm proud of you guys. Well, don't worry about that. Cause I think we're going to extend this to next week as well. I think we're going to do two Marie Kondo weeks so that we can get more cleaning done because, uh, you know, getting the vaccine being kind of exhausted, disrupted. I didn't clean anything yesterday because it, immediately after the stream, pretty much I went off to Indiana to get the vaccine and then we ca I came home and then fell asleep. So <laughs> I didn't really get anything done yesterday. Oh, Cher's aunt is turning 90. Happy birthday to your aunt. That's amazing. Congratulations to her. Hey, Marie. Hey, Amanda. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, Kat. Hey, Kat. Hey, Hope. Just saying hello to everyone. Hello, Mushroom Destroyer. Hello, Harley. Um, hello, Kimberly. I do. I mushroom destroyers. Correct. I have vaccine fatigue right now. Um, I got the Pfizer vaccine. So, and then the next appointment has been scheduled for three weeks from now. And so at the end of the month, I will probably not be on the stream that day because they scheduled the appointment for early in the morning. So I'm going to be, unless I can join from my phone in the car on the way to Indiana, which maybe I can, we'll find out. Yes, Jennifer says Marie's folding method works so well. I need to try the folding method because I just got to the section on the book about the folding method. And then yesterday on the show, we watched their video with the folding tutorial. I had just gotten to that after I had just put stuff away the other day. So I'm going to try to refold some things and see how the folding method will work out for my clothes. Excited to see how it works out for you. Yes. Oh, Emily woke up at 3.30 this morning and borrowed the manga of Marie's book from the Libby app. That's awesome. I just I just ordered it from Semicolon, which is a Chicago bookstore, and I'm hoping that it comes in the mail soon. I'm excited. I'm oh, curious to hear how the other uh, manga is on the on the Libby app. Savvy's OnlyFans merch used mugs. That's the thing. I've been throwing out like bras and underwear that are really old, and I'm like, I should just sell these. 
I bet there's someone out there who wants to buy someone's used underwear, which I mean, I mean, I know that's a thing, but then I'm like, I don't but know. You were also just talking about how um, undesirable the comments have uh, have or how the comments have been saying you're undesirable now, as opposed to before how they were saying you're so desirable. Oh yeah, dude, I've noticed that men in the comments section on my videos when I had long hair, the 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 fact that like, so I'd have long hair and it was like, oh, you are so beautiful you are so thick i want to fuck you and when i have short hair i'm not thick anymore now i'm fat and me being fat makes me a gross feminist stereotype which means that i am not credible to talk about facts and logic so that's what i've realized i if i have long hair and dress feminine i get sexually harassed if i have short hair and dress androgynous i get told that my opinions don't matter because i'm ugly so that's the thing you can't win with, as a woman on the internet with men on the internet because they will find a way to make it about them and i don't mean that for for all men i just want to make that clear because i tw tweeted about this and steve commented it seemed like he his feelings were hurt he's like oh so should i not come i'm like no steve you can come oh i think that. steve was just or he might have just been fucking with me uh, yeah like... I was, that's, that's steve style i don't think i i don't think steve would would get in his feelings over that yeah, and so I, I was like, that's totally fine. But I was like, no, obviously I do want men to comment. I do want women, men, everyone. I want everyone in to comment because I, I'm interested in everyone's point of view. I just think it's weird when people start acting like your appearance is like, yeah, so now that I'm not like super feminine looking anymore, I'm very undesirable to men on the internet. Same. Yeah. Men on the internet don't really want to fuck me. Yeah, but that's the thing is like men on the internet didn't want to fuck you in the first place, so now they're not angry about it, you know? Actually, I think now they want to fuck me and angry about it. God damn me. See, Caffeinated Angels says, when I first cut my hair short, a guy told me, why would you ever do that? The best a woman with short hair can hope for is to be cute. How is that even an insult? I think that cute is the best compliment. That's my opinion. Like, if someone calls me, I prefer to be called cute rather than beautiful because I think that cute is more how what fits my personality too. Cute is a pretty personality uh, appearance driven. It, it's like it's a, it's a good blend of personality and appearance compliment. And Tyler and I have had long a lot of conversations about this. How we are both more attracted to people who are cute rather than people who are like like something that would be considered like oh my god you are so beautiful you are so I don't know magnificent. Hot is probably the least versatile because it just means like I want to have sex with. Right, so that could mean anything, but we we found that in general we're attracted to people we find cute above everything else. So I think cute is actually a compliment, and I, maybe that's why he likes my short hair because as a woman with short hair, I am cute. You can also apply cute and beautiful to an to inanimate objects. That's true. I mean, I tell Chewie he's cute, but that's a completely different well, kind of like, cute. But I, I was thinking, like, you know, a painting can be beautiful. A painting can, can be beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. A I think he, that's the thing. I think that inanimate objects are more likely to be beautiful and animate, you know, people and animals are more likely to be cute. But, like, you can get a cute birdhouse. That's true. My mom painted some pretty cute birdhouses the other week. You have, like, a cute banner on your, on your Instagram. Also, yeah. good morning, Kitty. Glad you're here. Uh, Steve Buscemi is cute. Yeah, Steve Buscemi is cute. You're right. Also, you're right. Wor words can be cute. Like, you can have a cute yeah. tweet. 
Um, Amanda says, my dad implied he was worried about my dating prospects if I cut my hair short. And I had to remind him that anyone cares about the length of my hair isn't someone I want to date. Exactly. I remember when I, when I stopped shaving any of my body hair, my parents were worried about that. And I was like, if someone's going to judge me based on that alone, why would I want a long-term relationship with them? I want a long-term relationship with someone I can be comfortable doing what my personal preferences are around. I think that it might be a generational difference where I think older people were in the mindset of you want to make yourself desirable to other people. Whereas I think people you know, in the millennial generation are a lot more like, I want to find the right person for me, even if it takes longer, I would rather be with someone that I feel most comfortable with rather than someone I had to earn the desire of. That explains why I'm so attracted to 40 year olds and 50 year olds. (laughs) 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 Always, always been my sweet spot, you know, I I guess I can say 30, you know, 30 to 51. That's my sweet spot. Yeah, a lot of so yeah, that's what I've noticed. I'm like, tired up my nose. <laughs> you are still choppy, dude. Is your internet having issues? Always. Well, I tried. I tried being on my phone with the uh, without the internet on, and it just froze. Oh, that's frustrating. I can hear you a little better now. It's because I put the phone back down when I have it down, and it's not moving. Oh, okay. That's that's very specific. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. It's okay. Today it's Cox. Tomorrow it's Comcast. <laughs> um, well, for people who are listening on audio only, you probably won't notice the difference. So that's okay. Yeah, um, shout out our New Zealand crowd that's listening on only. Our second uh, biggest support of New Zealand on, on Spotify. Yeah, shout out New Zealand. You guys are awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I've been getting so many. I, I realized that the more like making a video about Jordan Peterson, his fans are the worst. Like they're mean. They're not just mean though. They're like in a cult. One of us. One of <laughs> Basically us. like I make videos critis- criticizing all kinds of self-help and business influencers. Like that's my whole brand. I make tons of videos about that, but when it's Jordan Peterson, like, like when I made a video, make videos about Rachel Hollis, I'll get people who are like, you know, I used to be a fan of hers, but you make some good points and I'm interested in learning more, like things like that. When I make a video about Jordan Peterson, the comments are instantly like, how could you question our leader? They are like not even open. Like they will not even watch the video. They'll just be like, oh, wait, you're not going to instantly agree with him. Then I can't trust you. And I'm like, whoa, this is a sign you're in a cult, man. You know who we need to do in the future as well? And we should probably also talk about Marie Kondo today because we also can. Yeah, we are extending Marie Kondo all of the polls unanimously. I think we had like on two or three platforms, we had one no vote and like over 50 yeses. So that's pretty. Oh, unanimous. awesome. So everyone basically wants us to have next week be Marie Kondo week, too. Okay, cool. I will work on some additional Marie yeah. Kondo themed thumbnails for us. Let me just go quickly see who voted no so we can out them and we can all. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course I won't do that. Um, but we should also do Russell Brand because I can't tell if he's crazy or not. Yeah, let's look into him a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that we want to do we want to do Gary Vee week soon. And we also want to do Seth Godin week soon as well. Yeah, but Seth Godin will actually be helpful like Marie Kondo is. Marie Kondo. It's kind of it's kind of fun to do influencers that are actually helpful. Like, Says you. 
Like, Tony Robbins week, dude, that was the least helpful thing in the world. I was just cold after the shower every day. That's all oh, that did for me. I felt pretty... Under- I mean, I thought Rachel Hollis was the most and least productive. She was the most because she inspired this whole thing. She was the most because she made waking up at six incredibly easy. But she was the least because I was so tired the entire day. Yeah, I think she was... I think she was the best person we could start. We could have started this show on. And I'm glad that we started with her because we just like dove headfirst in. Was like, we're going to wake up at five or a workout at five 45 in the morning. We're going to, we're going to do a whole thing in 10 minute segments. And then they've all been easier since that one, because I think hers was the hardest morning routine we followed. Yeah. She was also my easiest workouts because I just, I did not want to work out at five in the morning, uh, but she did get me in the habit of working out first thing in the morning. Yeah, I think next week, because I haven't been doing yoga. I, I Marie Kondo does yoga in the morning, and I haven't been doing it. So I think next week I'm going to do the yoga in addition to cleaning the house. Yes, that sounds beautiful. I'm, I'm like a quarter of the way through her book right now. I started it last night. Yeah, I'm glad that it's not that long. I'm going to try to hopefully finish it by the end of this week, and then we can talk about her books. Hopefully next week when we're in week two of this, her the other two books that I ordered about her are going to come in the mail. And then we can, I can go through those, look at the illustrated guide, have some tutorials on how to organize my house. Have you visualized exactly what you want your, your space to look like? Like the one woman in her book who, who wanted to, to, to do yoga and aromatherapy? I have a little bit. I probably should visualize a little more specifically. Maybe we should do that this morning. Maybe we should make a vision board or something. That could be fun. Yeah, we can, we can, we can visualize our ideal space. Yeah. I'm terrified I speak to a lender tomorrow. So that's going to greatly impact what my ideal Dude, space looks like. We should like, build our I'm, ideal space on the Sims. I'm going to be so depressed though, because like if I, if I, I if I give myself this beautiful looking uh, home that I want to live in and then the lender comes back and she's just like, you can afford foreclosures. I'm going to be, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be okay. I feel like you're pretty financially successful. I don't know your finances. I, I don't, I don't know. That piece okay, guys, life. let's dive into RK's finance. No, <laughs> <laughs> no um, I just feel like you've got your your life together in a financial sense. I, I mean, like I'm, I save like <laughs> I, I save mean, for someone who's not thirty yet, I feel like you're doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. I, I pretty much spend all my money on on rent, and then or all, all of my spending money on rent, and then groceries and. Really nothing else from there. So. so that makes sense why you don't have that much to clean in your house because you're not accumulating that much stuff to begin with. I accumulate food and then I eat the food. <laughs> yeah, and that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. I mean, Tyler and I both have are both shopaholics, but that's because our house looks like a museum, which yeah, we I, love. And I don't want to get rid of that. I just definitely need to clear out some level of this stuff. Well, I, I would support the, the Museum of Savvy. You should include that in your vision board. Do you think we should make... Guys, let us know in the chat. Should we make the vision board... Like, should we draw it and show it on camera? Or should we? Or should I launch The Sims and have us play The Sims to, to build our houses? Oh, I mean, I, I, that, that might get too distracting. I think you we think that'll get too distracting? You think we should I mean, just draw it? Um, um, unless the chat, like, overwhelmingly says The Sims, I, I, I think we shouldn't do The Sims. Or maybe <laughs> next week we can have a whole day devoted to making our ideal house vision board on uh, The Sims. Uh, 
Yeah, that sounds good to me, especially because like I feel like that's cheating because the Our Sims is with Savannah and she's gonna be like, guys, what the fuck? No, we'll still play Our Sims. We could do this you, in a different. You played the Sims without me, guys. We could do How it in a you? different Sims universe. We won't. We won't infringe on that universe that we've built with Savannah. That's so beautiful with the Karen house. So Hope Brown, my brother is like super into Legos. I didn't realize that, and his birthday's coming up. So I made my first like not food purchase in a while yesterday and got him the Bubba Fett Lego thing for him to build. My, oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, he, he's so he's, he's four years older than me and he loves, he's four years older than me. He has two, he has two kids. Um, it's kind of funny. Our generation, all the cousins are boys and now so far four for four, the next generation, all girls. Oh, so cute. It, it, it looks like that's, it looks like this generation is going to all be girls, um, which is cute. And they're all adorable and I hope they're all friends. Um, it would be really awkward if they hated each other. So <laughs> me and my cousins, our generation is all girls except for my brother, and none of us have had any kids. We have consistently 100% not had kids. So the line ends. Who knows? Will there be a next generation? <laughs> Y'all are Degrassi, the next class. <laughs> we are the last season. And this is on, on both my mom and my dad's side of the family. None of us have had kids in this generation at all. And how does that make you feel? I mean, it makes me feel like I can relate to my siblings and cousins much better because none of us have kids. I feel like, I don't feel like I can, I can't relate to people with kids, but I just feel like they have a whole separate a component to their life that I can't understand because it's not something that I've experienced. And I feel like that's like a, such a huge life-changing thing. I just think it's super funny that my brother and my cousin are the because like, like I I I don't have that many cousins. I have three cousins, and my brother and my one cousin are the only two with kids so far. Uh, so my brother's the oldest, and my cousin besides me is the he's, he's like uh, I think he's eleven months older than me. So he's the second youngest, and they're the only two having kids so far. Um, and they live really close to each other, like they're practically neighbors, and they're just opposites on just about everything. Um, the one like that cousin, he's extremely conservative Trump supporter, uh, always working in his entire life in, in businesses that are working with him. I mean, he has some other shit too that I'm not going to get into because I don't need to spread his, his negative personal life online. Yes. His positive <laughs> personal life is always doing things that w require working with his hands. Uh -huh. Really happy he got his life in order, started a business. Um, they see he, 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 he paints houses for a living, shit like that. Um, now lives in the suburbs with his wife and they, they have two kids. And then my brother is just that liberal financial jew living in the suburbs now with two kids and it's like these are the two people that are carrying our family legacy on and we'll see which direction wins well i'm rooting for your family you guys sound like you've, you've all got it together dude i wish i had um this procreate is that the app Sako uses to draw i wish i had that app so i could draw a vision board live on stream with it but i think that's only for ipad yeah, it's the cult of Apple. It's the Apple You're missing cult. out. I wonder if I can share screen and draw on GIMP or something. Or I could just draw on paper and then show Oh, yeah, so the thing screen. I was saying before, too, is I, I was listening to the Frenemies podcast yesterday, and, Tr and Trisha Paytas has really gotten comfortable with Jew jokes. Yeah? <laughs> is that, is, does that make you uncomfortable? It, it, 
it doesn't make me uncomfortable, but she just throws that word around a lot. Like, like there was this one point too where she was like, and these two Jewish men, and, and Ethan was like, how do you know they're Jewish? She's like, just trust me, I know. I'm like, oh my God, what? Yeah, I feel like that's the, the kind of joke you only should make if you actually are Jewish. It, it, like I get, like she's married, she's engaged to to a Jewish man. She hosts a podcast with a Jewish man. But I'm just thinking to myself like, Trisha, the the internet has called you out in the past before, real quick. Be, right. Like, be, don't get too comfortable with 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 jokes about. Who, don't get too comfortable with ethnic jokes that you are not. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm wondering too though if that's part of her brand is to be somewhat offensive because she's she was a YouTuber when the when like the site first started in 2005. Like she's been consistently famous on YouTube for 16 years. So I'm wondering if like the shock value thing is just kind of part of her brand at this point. So I think she's just trying to shock people more and more because she also, I, I brought her up what she does with her career, I think is very interesting where she's, she's someone who, what, when she's acting and when she's serious, you, you never know. It's oh, like, and I have, yeah. I, I have no doubt that she's just like fucking around. Um, and, yeah. and like, again, it's, it's not even like what I would say, I don't even think she was being that offensive. I was just thinking to myself, like, I can see you in the future saying something wrong if you're this laissez-faire about it now. So just yeah. be careful. It, it, it was more genuine, like, advice of be careful. I want to make a vision board in this notebook. My, my mom got me this as a gift. She gave me this notebook with a corgi that says, I didn't fart. My butt blew you a kiss. Ew. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the corgi butt obsession is wild. I mean, they're pretty cute. I'm not going to lie. Cor well, corgis are adorable, dude. Corgis are adorable. But the, the butt, butt obsession, obsession. Well, it's because they have big butts. Most dogs don't have big butts. So, and and they're adorable. They're so fluffy. But my mom got me this, uh, this notebook that says that. And I think it's kind of funny. So, um... <laughs> Were they adorable? Were they, were they always adorable? Or did they become adorable? Because I know like they're closely uh, related to the Queen of England because she's always had corgis. Oh, I don't know. I think they've always been adorable. I didn't even think much about the Queen of England until I went to go and make royal family well, we got commentary a royalty videos. Into this. We, we got, we got a royal family. royal family. <laughs> you, should, you should do the history of the royal family and corgis to like keep the royal, royal stay on Twitter angry. Yeah, dude, Royals. <laughs> I, I when I made my Roy again, this is like again, like when I it, Jordan Peterson is the one person that insulting him brings out the worst in people. But when I made a video critiquing the royal family, the majority of comments were either people being like, "Yeah, this is weird," or people being like, "I'm." from the UK and even I think that the royal family fandom has gone too far and then there were just like two or three people just like a very small minority of people in the comments who would be like well you are clearly you don't know anything about about Europe so you should stay in America because you clearly don't know what you're talking about stay in America and talk about American things you don't know anything well, and I'm like you're not fine. in Europe either Brexit <laughs> fuck off like <laughs> But I was basically like, yeah, I mean, I am American. I even said that at the beginning of the video. I don't know the most about this. All I can claim to know is that the Stan Twitter community is weird. Um, and then I would be like, can you clarify, like, what did I get wrong? They'd be like, well, you only showed one side of the story. And I'm like, okay, can you tell me the other side? Like, what did Megan do wrong that made the royal family not like her? And then they just like, don't tell me. I'm like, well, maybe she just didn't do anything, dude. Maybe, you, maybe your, your hate is not justified. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fucking royalty. <laughs> it, it it it's only purpose now is fan fiction at this. Like I I can see no other reason for 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 kings yeah. and queens besides fan fiction. Trying to vision board now. I'm trying. I'm gonna try to think, guys. So Marie Kondo does say like you know visualizing the the space that you want to live in. So I am thinking which about which plays well with Atomic Habits, which talks about like yeah. how you should build your life around efficiencies and 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 prioritize. You make your priorities the path of least resistance. So like if you wanted to exercise more, you would. the The best advice with that is if you wanted to do yoga, for example you lay the mat out before you do yoga and that way it's just staring at you all day and you just know you got to do it at some point and you're far more likely to use it if it's out and readily available than if it's tucked away and the same thing goes with negative habits where if you're trying to quit cigarettes it's best to put them in a place that's not that you can't see and it's not necessarily easily accessible yeah i think that's a great idea so wait, i'm going to i'm just i'm going to draw i'm going to draw uh, your mom I'm going to draw my mom. No, I'm going to draw some ideas for what my bedroom could ideally look like right now, because that's the room I'm currently cleaning out. All right. So if we've got the straw, trying to get some perspective in this, I don't want the drawing to be ugly, even though it's just for the sake of a vision board. It doesn't have to be attractive. Go full Sims, get like three hammocks and a sex futon. That's a really smart idea. And this is why I keep you around. Thank you. I mean, one hammock is for Chewy. Oh, absolutely. So we've got bedroom. Okay, we've got closet over here. I will definitely show this when I'm done, even if it looks ugly, which it's probably going to look ugly. Yeah, Jennifer, if you're able to ignore your yoga mat, then that's a sign that something that you have to do something else to make it easier to do it, or just maybe yoga isn't what you want to do for your fitness. <laughs> I am going to try yoga starting next week see if i can do some yoga instructional videos because marie says that yoga is good for you or the other good. advice oh well, sorry no let's talk about the other advice i'm busy drawing a pillow i was just saying the other the other advice i loved about atomic habits was the habit is more important than the result because the habit establishes a lifestyle so even if you don't feel like working out that day it's important to just do like he, he literally says it's a two minute rule. Like if you absolutely don't want to do it that day under no circumstances, you force yourself to do it for two minutes. So that way you can, you're, you're still signaling to your mind. This is a daily routine that I do not skip. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe I need to start doing that. Cause I've skipped a lot of workouts. Yeah. I mean, it's think, I think it's pretty brilliant. If you like, I, I don't know. If, I mean, I, I trust him. So that's why I'm, I'm speaking the gospel. Uh, who knows? But I haven't actually done that research myself, but it makes sense to me of your signaling to your brain. This is a daily habit. I only did it for two days today, but it's still a binary. I still mark the one on the calendar of I did it instead of the zero of I didn't do it. I didn't leave enough room in this bedroom floor plan to draw the lamps next to the bed. So now it looks stupid. Oops. Is yoga with Adrian a YouTube channel, Sako? Yoga with Adrian. That sounds that sounds like a YouTube channel. All right, here's we're gonna get this new dresser that Tyler just ordered yesterday. We're gonna put all our stuff in there. And then Joe Rogan had a good quote on his podcast uh, yesterday yeah. with George St. Pierre. He said, um, and it wasn't his quote. He said he read it 
and I forgot where he said he read it from, or he, maybe he forgot where he read it from and he just spouted the quote anyway, but it was like, a inspiration is like bathing. It's important and you have to do it almost every day. It's important and you have to do it all. Yeah, I guess I don't bathe almost every day either and that's why I smell bad. This is all very good advice. I need to shower more. Alright, so I fucked up. I was drawing the bedroom vision board on here, but I fucked up because I did not leave enough room next to the bed to draw the bedside tables on both sides. And then I gotta draw the closet in here, though. And then I'll, I'll do one from the closet perspective. You can tell Yoga with Adrienne did a really good job branding herself since so many people in the chat are swearing by her. She clearly built a good culture. Yeah, I'm gonna check out Yoga with Adrienne this next week so that I could... Does she have... Is she good for beginners? Because I am, I am really not flexible, and I, I need to get better at that. I'm really not good at yoga at all. And that's why I'm always scared to do it, because I'm like, I'm going to pull something. I'm going to not be able to do this. I'm not going to feel good afterwards. So is she good for, like, extreme beginners who are, like, afraid of yoga? The extreme beginner. Yeah, I need to make it clear how much of a beginner I am. Like, I am an extreme beginner. I'm picturing like the X Games, but you know, like the opposite of it. Instead of the absolute best in the world, it's the people on skis who can't even stand up. That would be me. With both skiing and yoga, I have never. Okay, now. I have never been on skis before in my life. We have Savvy in the uh, in the half pipe now, and oh, she almost got up for two seconds. Yeah, dude, I that's would... good enough for third. So uh, I'm just drawing little rectangles to represent shoes because I don't feel like drawing shoes all the way. That's going to take too long. Oh, Yoga with her dog sounds cute. Before COVID, Aaron did this thing. Um, this gym had a, a $10 yoga with baby goat class. Oh my God, that's adorable. Or wait, no, no, no. It was yoga with it was yoga with rescue puppies. They're, they they had a yoga with baby goats later on, I think. But that one was yoga with rescue puppies um, to try and get the puppies adopted. That is the cutest thing I have ever heard, and I'm so glad that exists. All right, so this is from the perspective from the first perspective. This is my bedroom vision board. Um, Bed is in the middle. We're going to get a bed frame. We don't have a bed frame right now, so we, we, we're getting a bed frame. We're going to have this bigger dresser that Tyler just ordered. We have a bookshelf in the bedroom that we were storing excess clothes on right now, but we're getting rid of clothes, so we're not storing them there. And then over here is the closet where I'm hanging things up, and then I'm going to hang up. Another, I, I, apparently, I even had the little shoe rack under what I was hanging up, but I didn't even know it was there because I had so much of a mess crowding my closet that I only found the shoe rack yesterday. So I am going to use the shoe rack to hold shoes as it is intended for. Brilliant idea. Now I'm going to draw a new vision board from a different perspective, but this is the current bedroom vision from that angle. That's and coming along. So that's what you ideally want your bedroom to look like, or that's what you, the best you can do for your current bedroom. Um, it's, it's what I ideally want. Well, okay. There's a, a, this, that's the, what I ideally want it to look like from that angle. There's going to be more changes I would make to it from other angles. Like in my ideal universe, 
I would knock down the wall in the bedroom because um, the people who owned this unit before us, like decades ago, they, this, this wall where my bookshelf is, so the, this wall leads to the bedroom from the other side. And originally this room was bigger um, and they had wanted to make the bedroom bigger for some reason. So they knocked down the wall and made the bedroom bigger and made this room smaller. I want to put it back like it was before. I want to knock down this wall because the bedroom has too much excess space where it's going, bleeding into where this room originally was and it doesn't need it. It doesn't make sense why it's there. So I would probably knock that down and make extra space in this room because this room is crowded and the bedroom has a lot of extra space on the floor. Either that or I would leave it and just make a little, actually, if we don't want to knock down the wall, I would leave it and make a little little nook for Chewy in that space. Oh, okay. I'm gonna draw that. I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna the draw, Chewy nook. I'm gonna draw a little Chewy nook in the bedroom because I think we're gonna get a little. Um, we might get a little a little chair or a seat to put in there, and then we're gonna have Chewy's um, little little box. His uh, it's not a crate because he hates the crate, but we got him like a like it's like soft material. Um, we got him, I guess, a little puppy hut that he can go in to hide when it's thunderstorming and he wants to be underneath something. Thunder buddies for life. But, oh. um, so, yeah, let me draw that. I'm going to draw this in purple. Shout out it... to Spence for sending me these colorful pens. Uh, Kitty, I don't know if it was me who recommended Down Dog app, but I use that and I, I fucking love it. Maybe I should try that. Guys, should I try the Down Dog app or should I try uh, Yoga with Adrian? Or both. You should try both and see which one you like. Now I'm visualizing my bedroom from a different perspective. All right, this one, the closet's the room we see in the, the, the wall in the middle. You should make it like a Mario level. And so you have different like shelves that you can jump up to for different achievements. Oh, that is such a smart idea. Oh my goodness. I love it. No need for that sarcasm. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It was the truth. I was being honest. I'm going to make my room a Donkey Kong level where I start at the top and work my way down. As you should. As you should. Oops. Um, oof, that line looks bad. Okay, here we go. Here is the closet. Do, 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 do. Closet runs along this wall. And yeah, I would love the new reality TV show idea of extreme beginners. I know they used to have a show like Average Joes versus Pros or Joes versus Pros, and it was playing on the Average Joes thing. Um, that had promised that. Do you remember like the 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 Disney Channel games? Yeah, this is like vaguely. Yeah, that was back when Disney Channel was actually creating stars. I can't believe how many stars Disney actually made. Right, Disney. Like, yeah, they Jonas did. Brothers are huge. I know that's not even the biggest star, but I was just thinking of like a throwaway star. I didn't even realize they had a show until the other day on Disney Plus. Oh, they do? I didn't even I don't know much about the Jonas Brothers. Are they still big? Yeah. Well, Literally. I don't know if they're still big, still big, but a couple of years ago I really liked one of their newer songs, uh Sucker. I I thought that was just a really catchy song. Oh, I know that one. Okay. I guess I forget <laughs> that that's them. I think a lot of times when an artist that I never paid much attention to has a big hit, I forget that it's them that did it. But Miley Cyrus is also fucking huge. 
Yeah, I'm happy for Miley Cyrus. I feel like I feel like she's one of those women that the the media was not kind to. I feel like there's a lot of young women that the media is rude to and they're like, "Oh, this young woman, she used to be so cute, but now she is so slutty." And it's like, "Well, she used to be a child and now she is an adult. So let her change." You know, it's one of those things where I think that it's it's a thing that specifically happens to young women in the media. Miley Cyrus being a huge example of that. My my issue, with, and I don't have an issue with her anymore, but my issue with her at that time was was when she left that style of music and then completely trashed that style of music after profiting off of trap music for a brief period of time and growing a fan base within it. I thought that was a little vulgar. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's rude. Sure. You know, there's t- tons of valid criticisms to have of her. Absolutely. I'm not saying she's uh, an ideal person. I'm just saying that I think that she got a lot of heat that was seemed to be misogynistic in nature yeah and maybe she criticized it as a a response to the misogynist uh critiques of her going that route she really wanted to hyper clean her like i mean it's it's not just one action equals one result it's one action equals one result equals one reaction equals one re-result so on and so forth until we find a new equilibrium exactly that tends to be how it goes yeah um so I mean, I like where she's at right now. I like her rock style. And I, I think that artists that are able to maintain relevance while changing their image drastically, especially for as many times as she's done it, um, is a demonstration that she's going to have a very long, successful career. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And I'm inter- I still haven't listened to Demi Lovato's new album. I was actually going to do that today. All right. Let's see. So you've got, this is what the closet's going to look like from the closet perspective in my ideal vision boarded room. Um, I mean, obviously Tyler's clothes are going to be over here. I'm not just going to take over the whole closet. But we've got the closet here. We've got things hanging up. We've got this this little rack in the middle or this little hanging thing where we put like, um, I guess, accessories, slippers, belts, whatever. And then I'm going to draw Chewie's little hut over here. Oh, actually, I don't have room to draw Chewie's hut on this picture, so I'm going to draw Chewie's hut on the next picture. Vision boarding is kind of fun. I have not I know seen the is... Demi documentary. Oh, Sorry, no, no, no. Continue. I, I, I was just reading the comments. <laughs> oh, well, I'll just say I have not seen the new Demi documentary. What's it on? Um, I know Allie and AJ are cool i haven't really listened to much of their music but aren't they like from what i recall aren't they kind of a unique is that a good way i I don't know unique in what way new new age like like sort of avant-garde pop i always thought they were pretty cool when i was younger like because i saw one of their music videos and definitely seems abstract with their messaging i don't i don't know um, sorry, continue with your vision board. Oh, sorry. I was saying that like vision boarding, I, what I'm doing, I guess, is not technically what most people do. Most people, I guess, for vision boards, they like take magazine clippings and things like that. But I feel like me drawing the layout of the bedroom is probably more effective for this particular thing that I'm doing right now. Um, there's a lot of interesting questions here. So while I'm vision boarding, um, let's talk about some of the themes brought up in the comments. So Kimberly wants to know thoughts on Lana Del Rey. Um, my initial, I know she's 
I think she's been involved in some controversies lately, right? I but, don't listen to any of her music. It's not a choice against her. I just am very unfamiliar with her work, so I don't have an opinion. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. I've tried to listen to her music a few times. I feel like she's got an interesting style, of, like, I mean, visually. And I feel like her songs have interesting names and her albums have interesting names. And I find that whole, like, atmosphere she's created interesting. But then when I go to actually listen to the songs, I get super bored. Um, so that's my thoughts on Lana Del Rey overall. <laughs> I just haven't had a desire to, to listen to her. I'm, I'm enjoying the Rolling Stone magazine top 500 album so far. Um, I, feel, I feel like that's a nice introduction to new music that I haven't listened to um, and, and should. So I'm enjoying that. Um, I don't know if I could say Miley Cyrus is just meh and being elevated by her dad, because if that were the case, then I feel like her siblings would be pretty big too. Uh, I, I feel like she, so I can see the point of, of acknowledging that she obviously was given above and beyond um, privilege that, that other musicians just are not capable of receiving. And she, she was put in a position to succeed. Um, yeah. But her continued growth, I can't attribute to her father because she's definitely far exceeded his success. And it's not unheard of for, for a child to be given opportunities because of their successful parent and then to go on to be more successful than them. Uh, so I, I don't listen to Miley that religiously, uh, but I also don't, like, I, I can see her appeal. Um, so what Kitty says here, I find interesting. After watching the Paris Hilton and Britney Spears documentaries, I didn't realize how much the media influenced the way people perceive celebrities. Paris Hilton is actually a kind, intelligent woman. Yeah, I haven't watched the documentaries yet, but that's, I remember reading an article like years ago about how Paris Hilton it has always been a very smart woman. She just put on this character because she knew that it would do well in the media and that she actually is not really like that in real life. And I found that interesting. Um, I definitely, I, I have a lot of feelings on, I love Britney Spears. I think that she's fantastic. I was a huge fan of her, you know, back when she was really big. And now I just feel like the, the ways that she has been treated is completely, completely unfair. Yeah. That new documentary is heartbreaking because it sounds like she is a pretty set. Like she knows she can't beat, uh, her like like she knows she needs to have someone in charge but she's just rather rationally asked that it not be her father and that to be an objective third party like a bank um and and somehow she's lost while simultaneously paying the legal bills for her father uh who's in court against her it's 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 such a sad situation um i'm curious your thoughts now on because obviously the media was very important in influencing our ways and how we perceive celebrities historically but now with social media a lot of celebrities are in charge of their own pr to some extent or at the very least they're able to to hire uh independent pr firms to run their social media accounts to create an image that they want to portray yes so i'm curious um what the what the burden on the influence of, of the celebrity's perception is now and where that celebrity worship and hero worship falls in now because i i i can't say it's at an all-time high because i can't i don't i can't personally compare it to anything but the the extent to which people worship celebrities where we're willing to 
I don't know, like just going back to our conversations on 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 pretty privilege. Like yeah. someone can do no wrong because they fearlessly wore an extravagant piece of clothing that made them look that only they could pull off and made them look drop dead gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we must respect everything about them. And I'm not saying to disrespect them because of it, but it's such a large jump to say because they are such an unattainable beauty, they are perfection in every way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, well, Cher's question here, I think, is, or where, where is it? There, this one. Um, do you think the gurus put on characters? I think they at very least exaggerate their personalities. Yeah, I do think so. Um, I don't think Marie Kondo does. Uh, she seems to gen genuinely be very passionate about cleaning. And she also, like, when I watch the videos of her, she's not really, she's not obnoxious. Like, a lot of them are obnoxious. She's very much just like, here's how to fold things. I love to clean things, right? Like, she just seems, she's just doing her thing. Um, but I think a lot of them are putting on a character to an extent. Definitely. But she also comes from a completely different culture. I mean, America right. is the Wild West, the power of the individual and the Enlightenment. Japan has a bit more historic collectivism. I, yeah, actually, that's a discussion we should be having. Because is Marie the first non-American influencer that we followed? Uh, oh, that we personally have followed? I was going to say define influencer. No, I'm talking about the two of us on this show, yeah. Um. I don't know if we, if I don't know about America. I, I can confidently say North American. Oh wait, yeah, I guess Jordan Peterson was Canadian, but she's the yeah. first. She's the first not North American. Like uh, like Americas. Yeah, she's the one. Yeah, the first one who is from the other side of the what is it the Prime Pacific. Meridian. <laughs> she's yeah. over the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> it's on the other side of the hemisphere. Yeah, she's in a different. She's the first one in a different hemisphere. Yeah. Exactly. She absolutely is. Um, so I wonder, I wonder how that comes into play because, you know, if we look at the first, especially the first few we followed, Rachel Hollis, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, the four of them, especially. So those four are us American. And it seems like their whole brand is very based on us American values. Power of the individual. Power of the individual. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I want to know from you and just like in the chat, people, everybody here, what do you, how do you think that culture has influenced the way that, because maybe we'll do some more, we'll find some more people from different parts of the world and see if this tends to be a trend and see if it tends to be like the, their approach to how they give advice to other people, their approach to how they live their own life and all of that, how influenced it is by their own personal culture, because I'm very interested in that. I think it's interesting that specifically American gurus are more incentivized to fear monger. Um, but, and this is just a hypothesis, but um, this is a hypothesis that we can, that we can research, but I think they're more incentivized to fear monger because paranoia is constantly prevalent in all cultural and policy discussions in the U S so what are some examples that you've noticed of American COVID. influencers we've followed fear-mongering? Well, COVID, COVID. yeah. T Tony, Tony Robbins with COVID. Uh, him spreading disinformation on COVID was a great way of him introducing... I mean, Mooncat has a fantastic video on this, and I highly recommend everyone checks it out. Yeah, but her his video is great. His fear-mongering on COVID using that pseudoscience on, on what's best 
you, uh, using the lockdowns as an example. For one, it's disingenuous because he makes so much money from touring and, and selling out conferences. Mm-hmm. And two, he makes money by elevating the statuses of people who are paying money to be elevated by Tony Robbins to sell their pseudoscience. So it's in his best nature to push their narrative so that they can sell more products. So he either gets a percentage of it or gets paid up front for promoting their work. I don't know how it works. Yeah, and I would say... Um... I don't know if you've seen, uh, yeah, Monica and I did a video a couple months ago about Tony Robbins and COVID specifically, where he had, he did this whole thing where he pretended he saved one of his employees from COVID and made it like a whole thing. And then she came out and told him and talked about how she was actually, he actually made it hard for her to return to work after having COVID. And she ended up like getting laid off and she was suing him for slander because he was like doing a whole podcast where he was talking about like this woman had COVID and the doctor I saved her life yeah he's like I saved her life because the doctor was going to use this treatment but I had heard that this other treatment was better so I called the doctor and I told them and I was like Tony you did not save this woman from COVID you need to stop um and so Monica and I did a video on that it was it was disgusting the way he was acting but yeah I think that was an example of like you know the world is in a scary place right now but I, as this as this guru, I saved this woman from COVID, and now I can save all of you. And she's like, actually, you made my life a living hell, Tony. Yeah, it's um. So so I think that's an example. I mean, I feel like Jordan Peterson uh, has has been responsible for. I don't know if it's if fear mongering is the right thing, but but he he does thrive on. Da- I mean, he's all about order, the balance of order and chaos. And in that order versus chaos thing, he thrives in the doubt section. Definitely. Yeah. And I think like when we looked at like, remember he because he did that whole thing about, you know, the the Canadian C-16 bill and how he thought that it was going to restrict free speech. That seemed like fear mongering, too, because he was very much like the government is taking away our rights to free speech. The government is going to legislate how we can and can't speak. And then you look at the bill and it doesn't actually say that. Exactly. And so like, I'm not saying that I, I think the bill is perfect. I'm not going to say that like some people have pointed out like some flaws with it. Sure. Whatever. I'm open to talk, talking about what issues it might have. But the way that he over sensationalized it to be something it wasn't was definitely very fear based in order to get people to, on his side. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, I don't know if I can point to fear mongering unless it d- does with health where it's like, I want you to live forever. And then it can play on the insecurities of aging and shit like that. But I, I don't know that. for sure. That's just that. a guess. Um, I can't point to any specific examples. I just know. Sh- I mean, I just know. Don't shove a jade vagina up your or j- yeah, jade egg up your vagina, or a jade vagina up your <laughs> or egg. a jade vagina up your. Don't egg. don't do either one. <laughs> uh, and then let's see who else. Gra- I mean, Grant Cardone is constantly playing on 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 fear and insecurities. I don't know about fear mongering, but he's constantly playing on on the insecurities of wealth being the only measuring stick of success. I mean, it's 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 wild that it's a it's a guru's job to simultaneously make you feel insecure and then sell you the only solution. Exactly. That's the thing. That's what I've talked about in the past, too. Also, this vision board for this side of my bedroom is coming along great. I'm going to show it to everyone in a minute. But um, the that. Yeah, I've talked about that as a thing where it's like you get these people who they make you feel insecure in the first place so that they can sell you the solution. That's why I've always had issues with a lot of business books aimed at women because they start off talking about how women are so 
naturally insecure in all of these areas. And I wasn't insecure in those areas in the first place. And I start to feel like, are you trying to convince me that I'm insecure in these areas so that I will follow you for the solution? And I've always started to worry about that because I'm like, I've never been insecure about this thing. I've never been afraid of my success. And I have heard from other women that some other women do feel that way. But I'm almost wondering if by trying to trying to generalize and act like all women are that way, it's a way to try to capitalize by implanting the seed in your head that, oh, this insecurity exists. And if you didn't even know, I was just living in blissful ignorance. So it's like it now I'm aware that these insecurities are things that I could start to worry about instead. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I, I've spoken to Gray about what military boot camp was like for him. And he's like, you know, it's the drill sergeant's job. And, and Marine Rapper said this too. It's the drill sergeant's job to break you down completely so that they can build a soldier. And I almost think a guru, while not as intense, is attempting maybe to do something similar of, of breaking their followers down so that they can build up disciples. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's what it is. Um, oh, cool. So, okay. So I've placed Chewy's little, Chewy's little dog hut over here. Um, and then over here, we're going to have a chair and then the, y'all, I remember Tequila Tequila too. Trying to make her little, uh, Nazi uniforms look sexy at the same time. She was wild. I don't What are you guys talking about? I have missed whatever this is. Tila Tequila was this, like, absolutely wild, controversial figure from, like, what, a decade and a half ago? I don't remember her at all. <laughs> yeah, and she, she just said, she, I mean, she got famous for just saying completely outlandish shit. I mean, that sounds like about a decade and a half ago on the internet. Yeah, and I, and I just remember seeing her in, like, her, uh, her Nazi uniform. Oh, good lord. On stage. Yeah, she went all out. So this is what this angle of my bedroom is going to look like when I am done, right? So this, uh, oof, got the door over here, right? And then this leads to the closet that way. Then here, I've got the dresser that's going to hold all of my clothes that spark joy with the little, our little mini TV on top. Then down here, originally we had a really shitty cheap dresser from Ikea that's still there that we're going to get rid of. But we have that there right now, um, which we're going to, now that we've ordered a new better dresser, that's going to go over here because we're moving out the bookshelf. Now here we're going to have Chewy's little dog hut that he can hang out in. Oh, and you know what? On the floor space in front of it, I'll put his little doggy bed. So Chewy now has his little doggy hut here and his little doggy bed that he can play on. And then now that there's not going to be stuff like clouding that space above it, my mom got us a very nice canvas print of one of our wedding photos that we can put above there instead. And then we have Aww. a chair in our bedroom, but we forget that the chair is there because the chair has been covered with clothes that don't spark joy for two years. So the chair is still covered in clothes that don't spark joy that we're clearing off of it. Um, but then we'll have this chair that you can sit on and enjoy reading a book while the dog is chilling over here and having his best life. So that is, this is my vision board. Now I need to include in the vision board my visualization of what colors our bedroom is going to be. Because a major thing about redoing the bedroom and a major reason I don't like our bedroom is that it's ugly. Like it's, it's the color of a mint chocolate chip ice cream. Which is a good color when you're eating ice cream, but it's not a good color for your bedroom, especially when your house doesn't get much natural light. So now that room is like a 
a, a dark chocolate chip ice cream. It's like a dark, yeah. <laughs> it's not a good color for that room at all. So we need to start thinking about different color to paint the bedroom, especially now that we're going to have some matching wooden furniture in it instead of just an ugly mishmash of things. So, um, so oh, Consuelo says, I love the idea of the wedding photo. Thank you. Yeah, it's, and my mom got it for us as a gift, like, shortly after our wedding, like three years ago, and we just haven't put it up yet because we don't, our bedroom is such a mess. We don't have anything up on the walls. And I also have so much art that I've made. Like our, right now our hallways are filled with my weird art and I want to put some of my art on the walls in the bedroom, but nothing's on the walls in the bedroom because the bedroom is a mess. So we'll paint first. So that's another thing I should add to the vision board is paint colors. Oh, I should get my markers and do little swatches on the next page of this little vision board over here. I'm glad Jennifer is complimenting my vision board. I'm glad you guys are, are, um, wait, okay. Sorry. I was just about to compliment Jennifer for being nice, but then Kitty decided to share the most shocking comments and Kitty out of nowhere. All I remember is there's a viral video of her masturbating, but like she fell off the chair in the middle of the video and she thought the Illuminati was after, what are you talking about? <laughs> what is this is that the person you were talking about before who had a nazi uniform yeah good old tila tequila good lord she... <laughs> that is insane okay hold up i'm gonna go get my markers to continue vision boarding while you guys talk about this this person that i've never heard of until now goodness you're welcome let's let's take a look at what tila tequila is up to guys i'm i'm, I'm on my computer now tila Tequila. Google search. She moved to LA to pursue a modeling career, including Playboy and Maxim. Oh, she was so adorable. Oh yeah, Nazi news. Here we go. In December 2013, she she posted why she sympathizes with Hitler. All right, I got my markers, y'all. Okay, so since Yo, organizing- I didn't realize how bad she got. Holy shit. Tequila, tequila? What, did she did more stuff? I never heard of this woman and I'm already like, oh my God, what happened? So I, I, knew, I, knew about, uh, I knew about the viral post of why I sympathize with Hitler part one, where she, she basically went on a, uh, a long anti-Semitic uh, tirade. In 2016, she said Ben Shapiro should be gassed. <laughs> Holy no! shit. And she supports Richard Spencer. But that's just like, of course. Like, why would she? Wouldn't do she? This, does she do this genuinely or just to get people shocked so that they'll click? I don't know. I mean, does it really matter at this point? Because, like, she's still sharing these ideas regardless. Yeah, but. So it, it, it does and it doesn't matter simultaneously. I agree. Because it's, it's one of those things where it's like. Um, you, you just. Isn't that weird? You don't know what someone genuinely believes in because you don't know if they, if they believe in that or if they believe in money. Right, that's why the internet's so weird. Because there is a large influx of grifters on no matter what political spectrum There's side. There's so many at. grifters on the internet. Like people make genuine cases about Tim Pool, who's probably the biggest internet conservative uh, personality there is, being a grifter. Dude, Tim Pool's like level of incel is worse than Jordan Peterson's. I've watched Tim Pool. Um, well, yeah, because Jordan Peterson's actually married with K 
kids. Yeah, Tim Pool had this whole rant where he talked about how the reason he can't get married is because of feminism, because feminism has encouraged women to increase their standards so much that he doesn't stand a chance anymore. And I was like, you could just improve yourself. See, see, Tim Pool is um, he's he's the next level of Jordan Peterson. George Jordan Peterson. He's the example of when Jordan Peterson influences young men to follow him. They grow up to become Tim Pool. Like, I don't understand why conservatives think like they're this powerful, um, strong, well-postured base of men that can win. Like, I'm I'm sorry, there there are left-wing manly men militia that I think would would hold their own physically against these manly men incels. I think right. it depends on the man too. I don't think if a man is conservative, I like politically, I'm not going to write him off just for that alone because it depends what it what that means to him. You know, if a man I'm talking a, like Tim Pool, like a Tim Pool guy, like yeah, if a guy is conservative, if a guy is like, you know, I'm I'm I know I have a lot of issues with capitalism, but I know some men who you know are are very free market driven and have personal reasons for that that make sense, and I won't write a man off for that entirely. I mean, not to not to be romantically involved with because I'm already married, but like in terms of like if it's someone to be friends with or to get to know, I wouldn't write someone off for that. But if 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 to them conservatism means hating feminists because women increasing their standards means that it's harder for you to find love, then like, no, then that's just like. Yeah, and he, like like uh, Kimberly say he said that publicly. Yes, he said that publicly, which is like, dude, I, I that is not it. the own you think it is. Like, why are you? I, saying- I, I just googled it. It's top, I, I googled Tim Pool single because of feminism. <laughs> top result. Yeah, do you, you want to share it? We can watch it right now while I'm vision boarding. Um, I mean, my, my I can't share on my. Uh, oh like, wait, I'll share it then. Because your internet's I can, I can a send mess. You the- Hold yeah. on, I'll find it. So Tim cool feminism and single add single too because that's that's a keyword not to not to micromanage is it the one that says oh is i found the the hassan piker clip tim pool blames feminism for his dating fails i wanted to just find the original clip but i think the whole clip is in this video anyway so we'll just play this one wait why was i not subscribed to hassan piker i like him Okay. Dude, oh, now I, I'm I, getting I, motorcycle ads because YouTube knows I'm having a midlife crisis. Hasn't Hassan Piker said some like really stupid shit? Oh, too? Hassan Piker says really stupid shit all the time. <laughs> I would say he's somebody that I I agree with overall because I appreciate that he's a leftist who's willing to call out Joe Biden for being awful. I appreciate leftists who are willing to call out standard Democrats for being te- like really terrible people. There's not enough of that on the internet, I don't think. So I appreciate that about him, and I you don't appreciate. Think it, I, I think his... there's a fair amount of that on the internet. It's just it's it's usually met by people then saying like, exactly, we should have Trump back, and then it turns into why Trump right, sucks, and the conversation the, gets derailed. That's the problem with the political parties and being cults and all of that is that. Yeah, wait, did I share audio? I keep I keep not being sure if I shared audio. I blame Kitty. All right, so we are gonna watch Tim Pool while I while I start vision boarding the color schemes for the bedroom. We are gonna watch <laughs> this bedroom is inspired by Tim Pool. This bedroom is inspired by Tim Pool being an incel. Here we go. No sex here. Let's skip ahead from the intro. We don't need the intro. 
Um, here's the clip. Yeah. It's because you have to remove your beanie before you. And like you. I disagree with that. I fuck with a beanie on all the time. You just refuse. Yeah, so does Gary Vee. Probably. The yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what? You know what the problem is, though? Here it is. It's definitely not me. Mm -hmm. I think it's, <laughs> it's definitely else. not me. Okay, this is. I need like. Wait, I, I can't believe he said that. Like, not as like said that genuinely. I feel like that's a thing people would say sarcastically to make fun of that mindset. Like, oh, it's not me. It's obviously everybody. But he said that like, like seriously. Like, here's the problem. It's not me. It's everybody else. And then his entire <laughs> male audience is like, yeah, yeah, that's right. I can't be the problem. <laughs> the full video like i need to understand if he was being sarcastic here or if he was being serious i've never seen someone unironically say it's not me uh it's everybody else and then you can just tell me what feminist politics has made dating nearly impossible by tim pool or manly in response i don't know this has five hundred thousand views dude what wait a minute has anyone ever seen hassan and tim pool in the same room I got hair. I mean, it's like receded a little bit, but you know, that's the difference. No, I see a lot of women that are, you know, a little like late thirties and stuff that never settled down, kind of got so far into hookup culture and, and just yikes. Oh crap. Like that's did I miss my shot. Yeah. Yikes. Wait. So she's saying women in their thirties feel like they missed their shot. Is she unaware that you can get married? In your late 30s or whenever my mom was 41 when she married my dad i was gonna say and and and, and late life pregnancies can happen too I know yeah i mean i was already i was already eight years old when my mom married my dad but um but like you don't have to get married just because you're not married in your 20s doesn't mean that you're never going to be married what does that even mean also i'm sorry i feel like that not not to go back to this conversation of marriage but the whole the the whole thing about marriage, too, is maybe I understood a lifelong partner when the average life expectancy was under 60. But with what we're doing with gene editing right now, like we're going to have humans living into their 150s. Like if you get married at 20, you're going to have to deal with a life partner for the next 130 years. Right. And that's why, like, I'm yeah, I mean, I'm also in favor of normalizing polyamory more. I don't think there's a problem with like if you want to be married to one person as your primary life partner, but you also want to have sexual relationships with other people i don't know why that's considered like it's not for everybody but i don't know why that's considered so like wrong and sinful or whatever like i think that that's another thing we need to normalize especially as people are living longer yeah because there's nothing wrong with that if it's right for you um so and yeah i don't think marriage has to be the end goal for everybody and if marriage is something you want that doesn't that shouldn't mean that you only have to commit to one person for until you die um so that's it's just the whole thing you know like i think that the cultural norms are an issue there but it's again it's all about individual people and what they want and what they consent to so this whole but this whole thing of like oh women are losing their chance because they hooked up with too many men and they got fucked too much in their 30s and now they can't find one quality man to settle down with it's like but what if they prefer that? Anyway, let's see what else Tim Pool has to say. I'm going to skip ahead because I don't... They got into hookup culture? Yikes. Yeah. Man, millennials. Mm. They're in for a world of hurt. Mm -hmm. yeah. Are we? I think Am I in for a world of hurt? 
Yeah. Oh, there, there was a couple stories that I would. <laughs> Tim's like millennials that we're in for a world of hurt. See, I think the issue with Tim is he's just not attracted to women, and it, like he, he's Barney Stinson. He cuts women off once they turn thirty. He's like, I can't, I can't fuck with you anymore, and he's missing out. I keep saying that that thirty to fifty-one window is perfection. Oh, definitely, definitely. I was reading a while ago. This one got me in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. 30 year old career women are having trouble finding men. I remember. Yeah. I remember the it was so much too. fun. Yeah. I, it was trouble. I do air quotes because I was laughing the whole time. It was awesome. I'm like, look at all these Says the single feminists are so mad. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you mad at me for? This is the story. This is the day. I didn't make it up. Uh -huh. 30 year old career women are having trouble finding. Is that true? I mean, even if it is true, like, is that a bad thing? <laughs> like, I don't get what's if, going if on you, if, if you skew a stat, you can make any narrative uh, true. That's true. Um, yeah, I just think, so So let's let's remove the statistics because you can obviously manipulate those. And let's just look at the facts right now. Tim Poole complaining about being single, laughing at successful women who are single. Right? And, it's and he's like... wondering why he can't get a date. Yeah, exactly. Like, Tim, maybe you're the problem, buddy. We should live as Tim Pool for a week, and we can just be incels. I mean, that, that that's easy. Let's just, uh, let's just join 4chan. Join 4chan. Uh, I'll complain about why women don't like me. Oh, Savvy, I would love your incel per internet persona so much, because then you could have two. You have Ivy. Oh, I could make incels. Would incel savvy be, or I, whatever the incel character that I would play, would they be a man or a woman? Uh, shit. Make him Peter after Degrassi. Peter, my incel persona's name is Peter. Okay. Yeah. And, and <laughs> make him like hyper Christian name, like Peter John Matthews. That's his name. Peter John <laughs> Matthews. That is that is my incel <laughs> character's name. I love it. And, I, and I'll be John Paul George. Ringo. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to keep this playing, but I have to pee and get more coffee. But while it's playing, don't let me get copyright claims. So just talk over it enough that I don't get copyright claim. Can you do that for me? Well, just pause it. I'll keep, I, I can talk to the chat. Okay, talk to the chat. I'll be right back. Uh, life hurt me enough. No, it's not. Okay. I did not hit her. I did not. It's bullshit. Oh, hi. Ma I know I fucked up the line there, but whatever. Um, this goes back to the horrible mindset that women are peak attractiveness at like 25 and anything after that is spoiled milk. Yeah, again, I, I keep saying it, but like, if I were single, I'd only be looking for like a 42-year-old. It's a good number. According uh, guys like him, if we are unmarried at 30. We are damaged goods. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, yeah, dumbass. Uh, I want to marry my boog. Also, how fucking you do... Or how much fucking you do has no effect on your appearance. True. Uh, no kids, though. Yeah. Uh, this dude is very estranged from reality. Life hurt... I'm just catching up on your comment. Life hurt me enough already. No, it's not true. Well, he's said he wants a woman to stay home and not work so career woman in his mind. Yeah, I mean, that's... What the fuck? Oh, shit, whatever. Um, I just got weird breaking news, sorry. Um, yeah, it's... I, I, I can't imagine finding a successful partnership where you're not actively cheering on the aspirations of the other partner, including if their aspirations are career-oriented. I mean... 
personally, <laughs> the idea of a codependent partner is terrifying. Uh, having having someone who does not have agency, does not have a life, does not have friends or ambitions besides being a good partner is is terrifying. I mean, they they made a horror movie in the Stepford Wives after that, so I don't know why you wouldn't want someone to to be successful away from you. Uh, there, there, there's nothing sexier than that. Uh, maybe the problem is the men, not the career woman. Um, I mean, maybe, but I don't even know if it's a problem. Like, it, I'm not. I don't trust Tim Pool or his source. I, I don't know what study he's talking about. Um, it, it it could be an incredibly skewed statistic. Uh, the only men who tell me I'll never get married after 30 are in their 30s and 40s. I've never been in a relationship. Yeah, and that's wild. Like, okay, so here's the thing. This is a completely non-scientific backed idea I've had in my mind for a while where it's like, if you're in your 30s and you want a committed relationship, you just got to not be an asshole. Like, there are plenty of people in their 30s and 40s who, who are looking for that. And, and are willing to, to be with someone who's just not an asshole. Like, the bar, the bar is not good because the priorities of what you're looking for as you age up or level up, uh, it's more about who you can live with and less about, um, you know, other factors of when you're young and just looking to have fun. Uh, so, so you just got to really not be an asshole. And chances are, I mean, it's not like everyone will love you, but chances are you'll find someone. There's a lot of Hello, everybody. I also have a chocolate bunny. don't want to pull their weight. Been there, done that. Relationship is a partnership. What's up, Queen of Spade? The only man who... Uh, Queen of Spade, you came just in time for us to, to dunk on Tim Pool. Oh, we're so dunking on favorite. Tim Pool. Also, this is your favorite subject. Chocolate Welcome bunny. back, Seth. Got chocolate bunny. Also, wait. Queen of Spade made fan art yesterday, and I want to show it to everyone. One second. You do that. While you pull that up, I'll just keep reading the comments. The only men who say stuff like this to me are the ones I've rejected. Happened last week and got the anger reaction because I said no. Yeah, I mean, they have to protect their pride somehow. Had to do school with the little one, so I'm late. I understand. Also, I'm almost, almost all the successful women I know who are 35 plus are married with kids. It's not that rare. No, it's really not. Um, my, my brother's wife is, is in that category. Um, my ex was a bum. He never wanted to work i went to college and worked while he sat around sounds about right been there queen of spade yeah okay uh my husband hates not working we are in lockdown so no work for him and he hates it i love being stay-at-home mom who does youtube and helps uh, with his at-home biz good sounds like y'all got a good partnership going my ex was a narcissist couldn't hold a job longer than three months because the world was against him yeah i mean it's it's funny that jordan peterson talks about those types of men and how they can fix their lives and then as a result, he only attracts those types of men who don't change their lives. Um, that was my X2 mushroom. Now I want chocolate. Well done, Kelly. We have three comments left. It was so annoying. He kept talking about managers disrespecting him. And I'm like, bitch, I've had managers emotionally abuse me. It's a solid hollow bunny. That's what Kelly's at. Kelly really wants to know. Oh, it's a chocolate. hollow bunny. It's a hollow bunny, but it has a lot of chocolate to it. So it's not a big deal. And we caught up. I mean, someone just asked about your vaccine. Which I will talk about in a minute. But first, look at this. This is the fan art that Queen of Spade made yesterday and tagged me in on Instagram. Thank you so much for this. I, I feel like you. I feel like this legitimately captures how I look. Like, you got the blonde hair with the multiple color stripes in it, with me wearing a beanie, and, like, with a bookshelf behind me. Like, that. it's perfect, dude. You did awesome. Thank you so much for this. I love it. 
I love it. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank Queen you to everyone is... who does fan art. Like you guys are the best, honestly. So I'm gonna start eating this chocolate bunny, and I'm gonna continue vision boarding while I we continue watching Tim Pool. Uh, Queen of Spade is r slash talented as she dunks on r slash nice guys and r slash fat earth flat earth <laughs> fat earth fat earth <laughs> the earth she, has a fat ass. <laughs> she, you know you know why she goes after the fat earthers because she never takes an L. Oh. Yeah, word pun. Word pun. Suck it. All right, let's continue watching Tim Pool be an incel. And then we can develop my incel character that we're naming Peter. Yeah, you got, what, what was your name? Peter John Matthews, and I'm Paul Pete, George. You're John Paul. I'm John Paul George Ringo. <laughs> Absolutely. But Ringo's in parentheses after with after that. John Paul George, that's your Pope name. Yeah, and I'm just gonna be like, it was, but it's not my full name, guys. And then only my inner circle knows my true last name is Ringo. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I should be. I should play that character on a stream sometime. John Paul George Ringo. <laughs> thick Earth. You heard of Flat Earth? Now get ready for Thick Earth. <laughs> <laughs> And like I'm pretty tepid. I'm not like trying to be mean. Mm -hmm. But yeah, these 30-year-old women are realizing. Well, they take facts. Yeah, women need to be submissive and not have any sort of financial power for themselves. And that's the only way that they can get a partner that is better off than they are. Obviously, it's their fault that now that the dynamic is shifting from a patriarchal one or one where women have some form of material power i mean i agree with what he's saying here but i just want to skip ahead because he's talking too much and i want to hear tim the problem the yeah, we're, we're not, we're not interested for even going like hassan i like you but like i'm here for tim i love how we're <laughs> streaming a streamer streaming a streamer. right well i wanted to find the original <laughs> clip but i couldn't find it by itself so we're gonna watch it here it, I feel like we have less of a chance of getting, I mean, famous last words, less of a chance of getting copyright claimed because it's it's someone already streaming. Right. So is Hassan going to say like, oh no, you guys can't claim the work that I like, Right. I, I don't think he would for? do that. He also seems pretty chill, so I'm just going to trust him. I'm going to assume the opposite. Never trust anyone. And we'll meet in the middle. Also, Tim Pool is hilarious for being a 34-year-old who's also single and uh, crying about how he can't find, um, you know, relationships or whatever. No wonder people call you sexist. Yeah, I'm sexist, dude, of course. I know everything this is I said hominin, wasn't sarcastic. Everything I said was being... I, I, I know this is a personal attack, but I am impressed that Tim Pool can simultaneously look 13 and 50. Right? That That is impressive. Like... like <laughs> Like, I feel like he's going through puberty and menopause. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Being serious. People like Tim Pool unironically believe what I just said sarcastically. Okay? The issue is, and this is anecdotal, but the issue is, from what I see, uh, uh, from my personal Wait, relationships with my girlfriends again. that are lawyers, and now because I'm old, so I have, like, I see... The, the I'm not going to sit around and act, saying and act like it's actually scientific around this. I think I was insecure by intimidated. Own money. 
and in our jobs because there's industry further along in their career. I apologize to Hassan Piker, but dude, I'm sorry. I really just want to get trajectory. Then, uh, then they feel put the cat back in the subject. You know, just how dare he speak on his streams? Okay, okay, we're back to Tim. It's like they're singing. Nobody mm -hmm. makes, and it's two women. Yeah, and they're singing about like being 29 and how like everything's great, life is good. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, and now I'm turning 30. And then she just starts screaming, "Everyone's gone! What's <laughs> happening? Where are all the men?" Uh huh. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's uh, that's gonna happen. That's what happens. So what's the all the men go away? Okay, sorry, time but out. Well, this is you, perfect time for well, timeout because Hassan Piker is speaking. Time, yeah. So he's saying he's saying the problem is that all the men are gone now because she turned 30. Not the problem is like why we put so much weight and emphasis on one year from 29 to 30 when we don't put the same emphasis on 28 to 29. Like when right. I hear that story, my thought process is maybe we shouldn't freak out when we turn 30. But also it's like, I thought that like, I thought Tim was saying that his problem was that he couldn't get any women. And now he's saying the problem is that there are so many single women who can't get any men. Like, why not just marry one of them? If there's so many single women who need a man so bad, why why are you what like what is what is your problem, Tim? They're, yeah, I, I they how, exist apparently. I love how his thesis is. I can't get a date, and it's because women. It's because women are choosing to be like single, and then they get desperate for men. And they get desperate. They're that desperate for men. Like, why can't you still? You, that's that's not all you think it is, Tim. What's the logic? You're just like y'all. You want to hear how stupid women are? They would rather be single than date me. If we, if I was the last man on earth, they would rather just die single and celibate. It's like, dude, why are you? Do you think that's an own on women? Wait, is YouTube is not letting you talk about COVID anymore? I remember a, a year ago that was true. I thought that they stopped that. Are they doing it again? That's why I title everything COVIDies. <laughs> To get to get both the crowd that's looking for porn and the crowd that's looking for COVID. Yeah. <laughs> where where are my light brown markers? I only seem to have dark brown markers. That's okay. I'll figure it out. All right. Let's see. Now in America, there are the people who pour milk on themselves at Bernie Sanders rallies. Fake blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's the people who just want to settle down, make a life. Stay home with her kids. But I think that's most. That's the that's the two genders. I like that. That's the two genders. You're either pouring milk at a Bernie Sanders rally or you are a stay-at-home mom with kids. Two genders. Bernie Sanders or parent. <laughs> Nothing in between. Actually, the people who pour milk on themselves at Bernie Sanders rallies... Or the people that are normal and well-adjusted and just want to have a normal life. Aw, Savvy, you'd collab it well with like a good point. Yeah. We would. I like him. Especially in the dating marketplace. I'm always, I'm always on, like, I'd have Raya and, and, and dating apps. I'm trying to find him. women to date. And they're constantly pouring milk on them. Dude, this is crazy. Big problem people yeah a lot of people are, are like that you, you know, know you know what actually I, there's like radical and then there's moderate no i actually think i just started thinking i started thinking this mm -hmm. the problems we're talking about are city problems they're not rural problems so rural people like um, if you if you if you live it's funny it... rural pro that's that's interesting i feel like in rural places he might be right that a lot of people because almost everyone i know that's from like rural small towns gets married young and 
That doesn't necessarily mean they're happy in that situation, though. No, it's just, t- I mean, he's talking about two different cultures, and I think it's wild that he's, that he's is it a problem, or are you saying, like, I don't understand his point. Is he trying to say that, like, cities should be more like the country? Because that's just, Just go live in the country if that's like, what you want, then. Like, yeah, I was going to say, that, it sounds like the solution is, then, if, if women wanted to be married, then they could just leave the city. Uh, right? I, 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 I don't understand. How, I don't understand what the problem is. It sounds like you. It's not a just, problem. You're just there is no problem. Two cultures. That's like saying I went to Japan, and the problem is, you know, it's they like, don't want to no. speak English. It's like no, that's not the problem. It's a different culture, a different language. Right? Just go somewhere else, dude. <laughs> Universities, and you work a trade. Yeah. You've got your community. Your community is going to keep doing its thing. Mm-hmm. Now, economics could play a big role in that because a lot of these towns are, are are falling apart. Yeah. But if, if with Trump's bolstering of the economy, then the cities are the ones in trouble mm-hmm. where these weird dating things are happening and the women aren't getting, are you having cats? You know? Like, what's wrong with cats, dude? Why is he insulting cats? What's wrong with having a cat? He's like, the women are having cats. Well, I think that aged really poorly because he like recently got in trouble for stealing his co-host's cat. And- <laughs> So nowadays, Tim Pool is having cats. Tim Pool can't get a date, so he steals cats instead. Like the fact that he used cat as an insult here, and then years later, it sounds like when 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 was this clip? Oh, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So so less than a year ago. So so like, yes. So so, and then less than a year later, we find out that he was holding his former co-host, who was trying to quit cat. And, and not giving it back to her and telling her to speak directly uh, to speak through lawyers from now on when her request was just that is she that wants this her woman cat he's back. talking to here is that the woman whose cat he stole i don't know all i know is tim pool clearly has issues with cats yeah what's wrong with cats clearly he likes them otherwise he wouldn't be stealing them he should collaborate with shane dawson's cat oh no 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 <laughs> <laughs> queen of spade with comment of the day tim pool can't get pussy but he can get a cat Love it. Listen, dude. People are getting increasingly that, but like danger warning suicide. Americans in rural areas are more likely oh, to die. A, by- I'm glad that he's uh, pulling up some sources. Good on you, Hassan, for citing your sources. What uh, this well, idiot just said, even though he was lying about like the most simple, most basic. It's not anymore. It's not. Look on, look on Instagram, man. Mm-hmm. It's like there are a bunch of feminist writers. Mm-hmm. I kid you not cat accounts yeah. it's like what's wrong with yeah. cats people ask cats. me why i won't start an account for my cat figaro and well this oh she has dude, a cat dude okay. that might be the dude, cat that dude, tim dude. stole this is such smooth brain garbage dude wait what's I'm her cat sorry? figaro figaro is her cat is that the cat that tim pool stole i'm like oh, very oh god interested. i hope so because this because this aged so beautifully wait hold up hold up i'm gonna look this up right now because i'm just very invested in this tim pool stole cat Okay, so this was in March. Apparently, he stole the cat. Let's find out. Yeah, I, I sent I sent you a private message, you, and, and I posted on my story. I was like, Tim Pool, this sounds like a pussy move. <laughs> All right, must include Figaro. Oh no, Betsy's the cat that he stole. Oh, uh, that's too bad. He stole it, it, it's um, so someone who's. Molly is the name of the woman whose cat he stole. Oh, Emily. Emily Molly. Emily Molly is her name. 
She um, should collaborate with John Paul George Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Poole and his former business partner, Emily Molly. Okay. Uh, do do So then it, she and him had a lot of tension. And then Tim held her cat hostage in Maryland. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, t- Tim Pool is. He's, he, he exists. Um, look up what happened with Tim and uh, Subverse. With Tim Pool and Subverse? Yeah. What Subverse? Uh, it was a porn game that came out. Oh, wait. Are we about to find out more, Tim Pool? Subverse. They put a parody of him in the game that's a, a dumbass lobster named Tim Pool. <laughs> he, tried to, he tried to get in on their Kickstarter money by post, like, copywriting the name after they had already got the Kickstarter money. That's amazing. Could, was Tyler, were you guys able to hear Tyler on that? Uh, I heard Subverse and, like, Mim Pool. Okay, so apparently Subverse is a porn game, and they named a character in it Dim Fool as a Tim Pool parody. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So, um... Okay, before we even finish this clip, let's read this. I'm almost done with my bedroom vision board, too, and I'll show it to you guys after we... After we uh, read this. The Sad Case of Subverse and Tim Pool. YouTube content creator Tim Pool is currently fighting a battle, currently not yet a legal one, against Studio FOW for the, for the use of the name Subverse. Tim Pool runs a video channel dealing with news, blah blah blah. Oh, so Tim named his brand Subverse in 2015, and then this this brand is naming their game Subverse. So he's like trying was he trying to like sue for trademark or something? Since uh, do do Tim Pool's doing all this. Oh, Tim Pool was on Joe Rogan, really? Yeah. Oh, I Joe mean, Rogan I, to be fair, Joe us. Rogan interviews everybody. I I appreciate yeah. that about. It. I he like that Joe Rogan really... interviews people I don't like. Yeah. I I actually really enjoyed his interview with uh, Dan Crenshaw the other day. Oh, I need to check that out. I haven't seen that yet. Um. So. Because he's okay. really good at finding common ground with everyone. Which is part of the reason why he gets in trouble so often, because he finds common ground with some controversial figures. So it seems like what happened is that Tim Pool had named his brand Subverse, and then this game studio was launching a Kickstarter to make a porn game called Subverse, and then Tim Pool got mad about it, so they named a character after him in the game. That is hilarious. That, that's a nice own. And thank you, Tyler, for bringing that to our attention. I, uh, shout out to Tyler for letting us know that hilarious story. Shout out Tyler. Shout out Warhammer 40k. <laughs> like, it's so fast. Okay, so Tim Pool stole a cat. He got in a legal battle with a porn game. <laughs> he hates cat Instagram accounts. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't imagine why he possibly doesn't have a girlfriend. He's, sing- he's single at 34 or 35, but laughs at successful women who have chosen career over dating who are single at 30. <laughs> He has, I think it is, like, I mean, he really is, I love how he says, there's no way I'm the problem, but even his co-hosts had to, like, get away with him. Like, this is the epitome of large house with no one in it. Basically, yeah. It's like classic bar stool talk, you know what I mean? It's a classic bar stool Andy. This is shit that you talk about with your homies when you're, like, 
20 years old and a complete dipshit, okay? Oh, like women are getting cat accounts because they don't have babies, so they're just substituting with cats. Like that's that's just like homie talk. When and you grow out of that and you learn that like this is idiotic. Like if he was doing this as a joke or as a bit, I would laugh at it because it's funny, right? But if he's like trying to have a serious conversation and trying to view it as though he is a an honest actor trying to That's the thing. It seemed honestly seemed like a joke. I was like, this can't be real, right? Apparently it's real. I mean, it might not be real. Like, or it might be one of those things where it started fake and he just started making so much money that he's just stuck. Yeah, like that's what I wonder, like, with someone like Ben Shapiro, too. Like, he does a lot of a lot of stuff he says doesn't make sense with his brand and i'm wondering if it's like he just locked himself into this career of being controversial and making people upset so now that's what he has to do to make money for the rest of his life yeah because he's no longer conservative he's republican no matter what that means if, they, right, if republicans ben... now say like i want government to have all the power he has to defend it exactly yeah so that's that's the problem yeah ben shapiro used to have more like i've never really been a fan of him but it, i've always been able to at least say okay the dude's got some beliefs he doesn't anymore now his beliefs are just like whatever will get people angry at me on the internet and that i can talk really fast about it's it's the grifter thing he used to be like i am a consistent conservative i believe in limited government and the free market it's like he doesn't anymore he only does when it suits him in good faith figure out what the problem is if he's going to bring this up, I'm going to laugh at him because you're a child. He can he can share my account. <laughs> it's like small animals are replacing the 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 dopamine release you got from having babies. Yes. So now we've just replaced, you know, eunuch animals instead of children. Yep. But that's it's false. I'd cities. argue that social media you look at is like, replacing you know, the dopamine hit. That's true. Social media provides so much temporary dopamine hits. Yeah, yeah, we're addicted to social media. So if he wanted to go in that direction, I would have agreed with him. But he sees cat accounts as the problem, not social media. <laughs> yeah, social media itself is the problem. He's like, why do you keep blaming the cats, dude? Cats are great. <laughs> Poor cats. Especially knowing that he steals cats. <laughs> him talking shit about cats, and then like less than a year later, <laughs> holding a cat hostage, it's just really hitting different. It's hitting different, exactly. Yeah, like Claire says, yes, the only point to having babies is dopamine. It's not for the sake of caring about the baby. It's not for the sake of wanting to to bring another life into this world. It's only, you should only have babies for yourself. Like, that's that's what it sounds like here. He's being like... Let's, let's play the scenario out. I mean, he's saying that, that having an animal and posting it on social media is replacing the dopamine hit of having a baby. So in his mind, it's healthier to have a baby and use that baby as an accessory for social media likes and clicks. And he sees that as normal. Right. That's what's like, dude, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like that, 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 that's, that's the life you want. And maybe I'm straw manning here, but at the very, like that, that's what it's, that's what it's it really like. what it sounds like he's saying. It's like, yeah, what people used to, to have babies to make themselves feel better about the world. Now they just have cats to make themselves feel better about the world it's like how about have a cat if you want to raise a cat and have a baby if you want to raise a baby but it's not just cats either it's cats on social media like it's it's i feel like his point it's important to tie those two yeah 
Absolutely. It's important to acknowledge that he's, yeah, he's talking about social media, which is what actually causes the dopamine hits. So he's focusing on the wrong issue here. Cats is not the issue. The internet is the issue. Yeah. So I, I also, I'm losing track of his point. Like, what's the point here? Is, is he saying that, that, is he saying that single women are, are a problem? Is he saying that him being single is a problem? Is he, is he trying to help women find a man? Like, like, I don't know what his point is anymore. I'm completely lost. I'm like, are you, yeah, are you saying that, um, yeah, is it like, does he want to have a wife? Is he, like, I'm so lost. Anyway, here's my bit. Let me show, I'm going to come back to Tim Pool in just a second. I just want to show, because Marie Kondo was telling you have to visualize, here is the first picture of my bedroom vision board. Um, from that angle where we've got the dresser on the side, the closet with things hanging up. And then we're going to, I would like to paint the walls a blue color. This, this blue, I was using, I was using this blue, which um, as opposed to like this one, I thought this blue would turn out more like a grayish blue, but it still turned out very bright. So I, I, I want everyone to know that this blue is supposed to be a grayer, more muted color on the wall. But that is what I'm picturing the bedroom looking like from that angle. And then I'm going to draw a few other angles in color as well as I'm visualizing the bedroom. And then I'm going to show them to Tyler later and we will talk about them because I think this is a good way to spend my Marie Kondo morning. Dude. I agree with Bad Astra here. If your reason to have kids is eliminated by a cat, good. You wouldn't have been a good parent, right? If your reason that you want to have kids is solely for fulfilling a need for nurturing within yourself and it's not because you actually want to bring another human in and, and do all of the things involved with successfully raising a human, then don't, don't have kids for selfish reasons is all I'm saying. Yeah. You, you can be a lot more selfish with an animal. I mean, if I have to go run errands and it's too hot to bring Logan along, I can leave him alone unattended in my apartment mm -hmm. and not feel guilty. And he knows I'm coming back. It's the responsibilities are completely different. Also mm -hmm. a lot cheaper. And he fulfills a much different need. I don't look at him as my baby. I look at him as an adorable. Like, I mean, I love him. It's, it's, it's a completely different relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like people say fur baby. I don't think they actually like view them the same way that, you know, they, that you view a baby. It's just, it's just an unidentified far... source of pure love that you can't define. So you just wanted to find some, like something to equate it to. I don't know. Right. It's basically like, I call myself, like, I'm like Chewy. I'm like, Chewy, mommy's here. Right. Like I, I tell I call myself Chewy's mom, but I don't think he has the same needs as a human child would have. No, absolutely. I even talked about that in the video when I posted about, you know, Rachel Hollis giving up her rescue dog. I talked about that, about how animals and humans have very different needs. They have some similar needs. They need to be loved. They need to be paid attention to. They need to be um, interacted with. They need their brain stimulated. They need you to take care of them. But they their needs, you know, on, on certain specific levels are very different. I don't teach, I don't need to teach Chewie how to read. I don't need to save up for his education. It's a completely different thing in that sense. And the way Their that needs animals, are really short term. They have more short term needs. Exactly. You don't have to do as much planning for the future. And this is a great question. How does Tim Pool explain why people have both babies and pets? <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't think he's going to explain that. I thought you raised a great point in your Rachel Hollis video when you said um, that a dog finding a new home 
dogs are much more adaptable. Like obviously yes. the short-term impact, they'll notice it, but they will get, they will adjust much quicker and it won't have any long-term, assuming they went to a good home, they won't have any long-term negative consequences for that switch. They'll, they'll adapt. They have a new, uh, alpha. I, I I'm going to say alpha. I, I, I could say mom or dad, but they, 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 they have, have a, new a new, alpha. they have a new human. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they have a new human who loves them unconditionally in an ideal world and, and they've adapted fully. Yeah, dogs and cats too definitely adapt faster than like human children. And that's the thing. I, I want to be clear that animals can have PTSD and trauma as well. Chewie has a lot of trauma from his past and it definitely affects him. So I think it's important that if you are going to get a pet, that you make sure your family is right for the pet ahead of time. And now there will be sometimes be unforeseen circumstances. So I don't automatically think anyone who ever gives up a pet is automatically a bad person. Absolutely not. Though that can have that's a circumstance that can happen to anyone. But I think it's good to make a practice of doing all of your research ahead of time because animals can have PTSD. However, it's not the same level of affecting them with if a kid is getting passed around to different homes, getting adopted by different parents constantly, it's going to affect them long term as an adult versus like a, a, an animal it's, it's, there's still a period of adapting, but it's much shorter and it's much easier on them. However, that doesn't mean to make a practice out of that because they can still get trauma from that. So it's a, but it's just kind of, you have to view it a little bit differently. It's, it's a thing where like, if an animal is not right for your home, it's, it's a lot less bad to rehome that animal than if like a kid isn't right for your home, you should not have adopted like. Well, I agree the same thing with animals you should not have adopted, but I, the, the effects are going to be more disastrous. Definitely. Queen of Spades says my dog has PTSD from my ex. It happens. I have um, my first dog, Sammy, that I got back in 1996. He, uh, he was afraid of men. He couldn't be around men because he had been abused by men and it was like a, a reaction he would have. Eventually, though, he did overcome it when my mom got married to my dad in 2000. And over time, Sammy adapted to him. They became buds. He used to snuggle with my dad on the couch. And it was just really cool to see that transformation. It's the same thing with Chewy and Wrigley. Like, Chewy used to hate other dogs, couldn't be within two feet of them. And now he and Wrigley are inseparable best friends. And it's the cutest thing to see. So it's just really fun to look at that. Uh, rural areas, they're still having bigger families. Yeah. In fact, in there was research done in the 2000s mm -hmm. that conservatives were having more kids and liberals weren't. Yeah. Today, it's reflected in the Generation Z being slightly more conservative. Yeah. So if this trend remains true, I think... What? Where? Wait, why? I mean, maybe that's true statistically that conservatives have more kids than liberals do. But first of all, the world isn't broken into conservative and liberal. That is a false dichotomy. And second of all, like, why? That's the thing. I, I, I'm a person. I don't really care what the data says. I care why it says that. So it's like, if it says that, great. Why? And Jennifer says, I think people who know they wouldn't be good parents are doing everyone a favor by not having kids. Same thing with people who know they don't want to care for animals, just don't have them. Exactly. I think it's weird pressure to be like, you don't want to, you don't want to care for another being for your entire life. You must be awful. It's like, no, some people want to, some people don't like it would, it's better for the, the child or the animal or the whatever, whatever 
being in question if they're being cared for by somebody who genuinely has that desire. Hey, Sabs, I got to hop into a meeting and then I have one after that as well. So I have to hop off the stream. It was great seeing everyone. I'll see y'all tomorrow. And I just assume you're going to finish reacting to this. Uh, I'm probably going to wrap up the stream too. We've been on almost two hours and I need to walk Chewy. We can react to more Tim Pool tomorrow too. And we can, because tomorrow won't be just a wrap up because we're going to do Marie Kondo next week too. So we can talk about plans for oh, next wait, week. It's tomorrow well. Friday too. We might actually have a guest. Oh, we have a guest I, tomorrow? I, Who is it? Yeah. Um, uh, I think I, I, I got I got to send her a message again too. But Hope Brown from the chat because she's been to multiple Tony Robbins conferences. No, oh, yes, yes. Also, Hope, hit me up if you want because I'm working on a video reviewing Tony Robbins conferences. I interviewed one person already who's been to them. Email me also if you want to do an interview for that as well. But I could also use bits from this interview in that video too because I want to make Heck sure. Heck yeah, thorough. you can. Um, yeah. So y'all, uh, thank you so much for being here this morning. Uh, we really appreciate it. I'm glad I didn't sleep through it. I'm going to take a nap in a little bit though. And I will see you guys again tomorrow morning at the same time. And still not sure exactly what tomorrow's video is going to be, but we'll figure it out. I hope you guys have a great day today. Don't forget to support small businesses and I will see you tomorrow morning for more vision boarding and living like Marie. Bye friends. Hold on, I'll, I'll sign off by holding up the latest vision board. This is what my room's going to